Cheerio! As human beings, don't we enjoy enjoyment? This is Five Golden Things, The Liberty Lists, a podcast of whimsy from Liberty Church Collingswood and libertycollingswood.org. We'll hear from friends as we explore everything from potent potables to morsel delectables, awkward laughables to moment teachables. You'll get lots of different categories, but remember that for each one, there can be only five. Plus a mulligan or two. Five, four, three, two, one. Lift off, everybody. Welcome to Five Golden Things, the Liberty Lists, and we have a special holiday edition, Thanksgiving edition, here for you. And I am with my friend and Liberty Kids director, Kelly Del Ripple. How are you? Good morning. Really well. Glad uh, to be here. Yes. So we are going to talk about something that's related to something coming up at Liberty Collingswood for those mm-hmm. that are in, I was going to say within listening range of this podcast, you're invited. You are invited. Totally. It, it might be a little far for some of you, but Friendsgiving is happening the Sunday before Thanksgiving, November 20th in the afternoon after church. Everybody's invited. And Kelly, tell us a little bit more about Friendsgiving. Sure thing. So this year, it's a little different yes. than we've had in the past. Last year was only programming for kids. Mm. This year, it's a potluck lunch after church for everyone, Liberty Kids parents, kids, anyone is invited. Mm-hmm. Um, so bring your best casserole, bring your best potluck edition. Right. Um, and during our time together, about 1.30, kids mm-hmm. are invited to go to some Thanksgiving programming, okay. so crafts in their classroom, and parents and other adults are welcome to enjoy the peace and nice. a, piece of, a piece of pie and a cup of coffee. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. Will there be bobbing for apples? Um, you know, post-pandemic, probably not, <laughs> but good good thought. Yeah, I, I, I thought bobbing for apples was weird even before yeah. something like a pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. Have, have you ever done a bobbing for apple thing? I totally have, yes. Okay, what, what was the context for that? Um, so growing up, my church was very anti-Halloween. Okay. So we had a harvest party instead of a Halloween party, and everyone came dressed as their favorite Bible character, uh-huh. and we bobbed for apples. And my only memory of bobbing for apples was the water was freezing cold, and I saw someone's booger floating in there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> so we're not going to do that here. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as harvest parties, I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say or not say. Pat, Pat Legal is over here once again. <laughs> He's saying, don't, don't, don't go there. I'll, I'll only observe, oh, yeah, we can't do anything related to Halloween because it's pagan. Let, let's have a function related to a solstice. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Anyway, okay, so here we are. Oh, and we, we do want to say uh, people that don't have kids in Liberty Kids are expressly invited this year. So yes. it's, it's morphed from a Liberty Kids and their Liberty Kids parents to an all-church yes. shindig, mm-hmm. and there will be no bobbing for apples. No we, bobbing we for apples. We need to be honest yeah. and transparent. No bobbing. But there will be <laughs> um, at the Fredsgiving potentially some casseroles, which Absolutely. is what we are talking about this morning. Kelly is going to give us her top five casseroles and... Kelly, I ask this question a lot to people, but it's especially apropos now. Tell me about your your casserole sojourn. Mm, and so a little um, caveat to that as well. I have some casserole history to add to my own history. So okay. excited to share that as well. Yes. Um, yeah. So um, 
nerd alert here. Right. Um, disclosing a little bit about my husband, Derek, and I. We, whenever we're on a road trip together, um, we'll be talking about a meal that we loved mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden bring up, you know, I wonder how that came to be. Like, oh, yeah. we love sauerkraut and kielbasa, one mm. of our favorite meals. Right, right, and right. Um, on a trip home from a, a relative's house, we was talking what's the history of sauerkraut and we hop Mm. on wikipedia and spend 45 minutes reading and learning about a particular food it's from jersey city right yeah okay good (laughs) keep going (laughs) so um for whatever reason there was a night in the pandemic where we just started talking about casseroles and Mm. our love of casseroles and i hopped on wikipedia and started reading and started just memorizing not memorized thinking and um reminiscing about the importance of a hot dish in oh, our in yeah. our in our lives. So nice. um, yeah, um, I feel like casseroles have gotten a bad rap mm. in history. Mm-hmm. I feel as though they're seen as not highbrow cuisine. Right, right. It's right. more of like you know, Great Aunt Matilda brought out the casserole. Oh no. Yep. Um, I had an Aunt Mabel. There you go. <laughs> they are cheap and easy food. Um, definitely something um, that moms rely on. I yeah, feel like for sure. Um, and. I appreciate a casserole now that I'm a mom. Um, awesome. Yeah. For me and for Derek, um, the year 2021 was the year of the casserole. Love it. We became parents in May of 2020 mm-hmm. and um, were working from home, both of us, and I desired something that ensured not only one meal, but several meals right. that you could stick in the oven, throw together, um, be filling and enjoyable, mm-hmm. but yet meant that lunch and perhaps dinner the next day were taken yes. care of as well. Um, as a romantic as he is, Derek got me a casserole carrier and mm. a crock pot casserole as Love gifts. Language. Yes. <laughs> um, and my grandmother was a camp cook. So there's a lot of maternal memories for, as well. Um, I love it. Yeah. Um, lots of good time spent in her camp kitchen. Mm-hmm. I have her KitchenAid mixer in my own kitchen now. Um, so mm. lots of good memories there. Um, and in the midst of the pandemic, both with a money and a time crunch for both of us and our desire for comfort food, mm-hmm. um, we started making more and more casseroles. Wow. So, yeah. it's It's been... It's been a journey. <laughs> and the, that's great. And as far as the history of casserole, do you yeah. want to do that now or are you, are you planning on working it in? To... I'm happy to talk about it now. Okay. Uh, so just, just to interject real quick, sure. I actually do really like history of food type things because mm-hmm. it is like a like a sociological window. So stuff yes. like the evolution of the cookbook is mm-hmm. interesting to read about. The evolution of the design of kitchens throughout the 20th century yes. says a ton about like family dynamics and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I, tell me about casseroles. Sure thing. So the earliest casserole mm-hmm. was a recipe that was found written in 1250. What? Yeah. And it's for flattened pasta and grated Parmesan cheese. So macaroni huh. and cheese was the first written, really? recorded, and found historical casserole. In Italy? In, I don't remember where. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> um, the word casserole dates back to the Greek kautheon, which means little spoon or ladle. Um, and it morphed into katia and then kasol and then casserole, all which meant pan. Huh. So as the word Our morphed... listeners can't see the face that I'm making yes, right it's now. A, <laughs> I was not expecting an ancient Greek root. <laughs> yeah. It goes back a long time. Huh, okay. Um, and so now... Um, etymologists and people in general, mm-hmm. we need to be careful with our word or usage of the word casserole. It's either a casserole pan mm-hmm. or a casserole 
dish in the sense of the dish is the food and the pan is the vessel. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So be careful, everyone. Watch out how you're using the word casserole. Words hurt people. Yes. That's the bottom line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, that, 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 that's awesome, Kelly. I'll just say briefly one instance of my casserole sojourn before we sure. get into your top five. In the early days of Liberty Collingswood at the Collingswood Senior Community Center, with, uh-huh. which you and Derek know, that's where I met you. Yeah. And one time in the very early days, we had an especially discouraging Sunday mm. <laughs> as far as things going wrong. Mm-hmm. Small crowd. And the it was also in the days, maybe this was even before Eric, where I was sort of the, the major domo of everything, including yep. taking out all the trash at the end. Uh. And so... There's something uniquely discouraging about taking out the trash after a worship <laughs> service that just kind of imploded. The I had to take everything to the, out to the dumpster, which was right in the driveway to the side mm-hmm. of, the, of the community center, walk down the steps with a dripping big bag of trash. Mm. And when I opened the door and stepped outside, I heard and felt a squish. Oh. And... I kind of just stood there for a second, not not wanting to look down. The, the community center hosts a lot of parties and mm-hmm. events, not just our church rental on the Sunday morning. Yes. And so something happened the night before that was this huge thing. And I went through in my mind all the possibilities of what I could have just now stepped in. Uh-huh. And it was a relative relatively good outcome. I looked down, and it was green bean casserole. Oh. And so... Whatever doofus was ostensibly, quote-unquote, cleaning up from the night before, instead of taking the casserole 10 extra feet to the dumpster, just opened the back door <laughs> and dumped it directly on the ground. So I, I, is, is green bean casserole on your list? You know what? It's purposely not on my list because it, it doesn't even make the list. I hate green bean casserole. Okay. Yeah. And hate is a strong word, and I'm willing to use it here. <laughs> When I was younger, I was forced to sit at the table until I finished my green beans. Uh, And there was one night that I puked my green beans out because I couldn't eat them. So green bean casserole doesn't even reach the list. So I get why it was left. I understand why there were leftovers. It's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So Kelly won green bean casserole zero. Mm -hmm. Kelly, let's count down. Give me your number five. Sounds good. Um, So actually, if it's okay, I have Mm -hmm. a little more history. Oh, please. (laughs) Yes. Um, so the very first casserole that was ever made um, it dates back to a French-Canadian woman named Elmire Jo Lacour. And oh. she was in Berlin, New Hampshire as an immigrant, a housewife, and a landlady. Huh. Um, and she, legend has it, brought pounds of flour, salt, and cherry wine, which made her a popular woman in town. Yes. And because she was an open operated a guest house Mm -hmm. she often um would make casserole dishes or food for her guests and leave it in the kitchen so that they could come and grab Hmm. something and i liked that so um legend has it that that's who created the first casserole a lot of people in berlin new hampshire say nay but Mm um (laughs) i appreciate the story in the sense that hospitality comfort and care are linked with casseroles Um, And really quickly, and this is quite interesting in Mm -hmm. my opinion, um, casserole popularity hit the peak in 1950s when large food corporations, Campbell's being one of them. um, New Jersey's own. Yep. 
used marketing research to help them estimate the kitchen skills of housewives in the time. Hmm. And they realized that most housewives had a low budget for food, had low skills in the kitchen, Mm -hmm. and they promoted their products offering recipes on the back so that Ah. the common housewife could grab something quick and make something easily. And Campbell's cream of soups, the cream of chicken, cream of whatever, were made purposely so that housewives could make casseroles. So they were created with market research, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Um, And it's actually interesting talking about food history. I love a book called Brave Tart, which is the history of desserts. Okay. And the majority of popular desserts were all driven from marketing and advertising, trying to push a food that no one used. So, um, yeah, I just, I I love food history. Um, (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So my top five Okay. Well, I wanted to ask one thing. Do you trust... Canadians more or less than you trust Americans? Oh, you know, I don't know any Canadians personally. Okay. I don't count them among my friends, not because I don't <laughs> like them, but simply because <laughs> I haven't had the, the blessing of knowing them very okay. well. So I don't know that I'm the best person to ask, but in general, I would trust them because maple candy comes from Canada, right? And who, <laughs> how can you not trust somebody who created something that creates so many cavities? Eh? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Um, my top five casseroles. So lasagna is on my list. Oh, love it. Mm -hmm. Um, in my opinion, lasagna is amazing. The crispy edges are important. I Mm -hmm. always go for the edge when I create a casserole and Mm. dish it out. Um, I feel like you got to have some ricotta in your lasagna. Ricotta. Ricotta. Um, and unless then you'll have lasagna landslide if you don't put that ricotta in. Right. Um, and a quick <laughs> the tectonic plate. Exactly. And yeah, as a lasagna creator and eater, landslide mm-hmm. is not good. Yes. Um, I have some sweet memories of lasagna as well. Oh, nice. When I lived in Mexico, mm-hmm. we had a Monday night meal where um, Native Mexicans and teachers at the school I taught at mm-hmm. would g- gather together. And I made lasagna one uh, Monday night. Mm-hmm. And every meal after that, I was asked, you know, um, Oye, Kelly, we need one of your lasagnas. You oh, know, so. Yeah. Um, and the beauty of it is I used um, lasagna noodles that I found in the Mexican supermarket that had a recipe in Spanish on the back. Hmm. And I have not been able to replicate it since I've moved back because oh, no. some of the ingredients are only found in Mexico. What are some of those? Do you, do you remember? Um, they were noodles that you could stick in the casserole and not have to do anything. No boiling. Okay. And they called for a specific sauce. It mm. was um, not a tomato sauce. It was a tomato paste salsa that they only make in Mexico. Oh, wow. Which is kind of ironic uh-huh. that an Italian dish can only be recreated mm. in Mexico. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my, my lasagna memory is that it's the dish that killed my cooking and Uh-oh. in the Anger household when... Emily and I first got married, had a couple of kids. I would occasionally cook, Mm -hmm. and one of my signature dishes was lasagna. Ah. And shortly after Micah was born, it was a Saturday, and I said, hey, let me cook cook lasagna. I didn't think it through, Mm. mainly because I'm I'm a cook that takes a long time. Got it. And so... Four hours after I told Emily <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make lasagna <laughs> after leaving her on an island with the kids mm. all afternoon and evening, Emily very graciously told me, like, hey, let me do the lasagna next time. I'd love it if you could 
be with the kids for these yes. four hours. So, <laughs> yeah, but but I but I do love love some lasagna. Mm-hmm. That's really great. Anything else about that? Ready to go to number four? Yeah, number four. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have to say breakfast casserole. Oh. I love a good breakfast casserole. Right? So. I love it because you can do riffs on a theme. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be sausage, it can be ham, lots mm-hmm. of cheese, vegetarian if you want. Right. Um, hash browns are always a welcome addition yep. to a breakfast casserole. And I feel like what person doesn't have a Christmas memory without a breakfast casserole? Right. Um, and for the majority, it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> Especially communist Canadians. Yep. <laughs> I have no idea why we're picking on. Sorry, Canada. Co- communists and Canadians. Anyway, keep going. It, um, it's on me, not on Kelly. She's yeah. just playing along. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love, I appreciate the fact that breakfast casseroles are usually gluten-free. I, yep. as a, a celiac and someone that needs to be thoughtful of that, I can go right. for the breakfast casserole and be pretty confident. Yep. Um, and I love it that you can make it ahead and pull it out, warm it out, and it still tastes good the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm not also, though, this is a little tip, I don't like French toast breakfast casserole. The French toast casserole where you pull I, apart I the bread. I can't picture that even. It's not good. Okay. I, I've never met one that I have agreed with and even gluten-free ones not so much and i know that a lot of people have strong feelings about them Mm -hmm. especially even here at liberty church collingswood (laughs) some lovers of the french toast casserole but yeah it's just it's not it it doesn't get crispy anywhere one of the beauties of casseroles is that there's a crispy edge or a crispy top and french toast casserole nope yeah seems like it's just crossing the streams agreed yeah yeah Should, too much mm-hmm. shouldn't go there is so in your mind breakfast casserole is it always an egg base one way or another in my yes okay when i'm when i'm picturing a breakfast casserole there's an egg in there love it or many eggs yes <laughs> and and i i enjoy breakfast casseroles as well because they're excellent vehicles for hot sauce ah uh, uh, yeah of different kinds so, okay so, so i could get out my my collection of hot sauces and just mm. go to town with with different things oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. love it Okay, Kelly, let's do number three. All right. Um, number three, scalloped potatoes. Oh, Which, okay. in reality, is not a casserole. So, I was going to ask. Yeah. Um, to the truest definition of a casserole, okay. you need a carbohydrate, uh-huh. a meat of some kind, and a creamy or sticky base that pulls it all together, and sometimes a dairy to top it. Right. And um, scall- scalloped potatoes are obviously just the starch of potatoes mm-hmm. and the cheesy goodness that goes on top of them. <laughs> so if we were speaking in a highbrow culinary sense, it would be a gratin, not a casserole. Ah, okay. But um, let's go lowbrow today and consider <laughs> it a casserole. And in my opinion, I love scalloped potatoes and ham. That's right. just yeah. like, that is a fantastic meal. Do you prefer the thin sliced or the thicker sliced scalloped potatoes? What's your... I love a thinly sliced scalloped potato because mm, okay. it soaks up what you're supposed to soak up. Yep. And there's an inevitably, if you're baking it or mm-hmm. cooking it, that a thicker slice doesn't get cooked all the way through. Right. Yeah. So the thinly sliced scalloped mm-hmm. potato means complete cooking. Yeah. Okay. So good. So and good. What, what kind of ham? Ah, um, so when I was younger, we would get those big, thick slabs of ham, yep. the cheapy kind, mm-hmm. and um, 
no really sauce to go on top. But since I've been starting taking over the realm yep. as a cook, I love a thinly sliced ham with a maple glaze or a honey glaze. Right. Um, there was one year long before we had Jean that I got fancy on Easter and used a little bit of um, bourbon in my glaze. It's so good. <laughs> oh, that yeah. does sound amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the single days. <laughs> <laughs> or the days without a child. Right. Um, but yeah, a scalloped potato, ham, and then some kind of green vegetable as a meal. Right. So good. Love it. Mm-hmm. That, growing up in New Orleans, that, that was a fairly frequent, I don't know if it was a New Orleans French derived thing so, mm-hmm. so the gratin of, yeah. of, of different kinds or if it was just like a southern cook pro- probably like a new orleans french thing mm-hmm. and yeah it, it, am i right in thinking that there is a connection between either spring or easter and something like that yeah that was our easter meal typical okay. easter meal yep huh. mm-hmm. which kind of doesn't make sense for i mean well poor pigs we're sorry <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know the connection, but yeah, I'm sure there's some history there. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we'll get our, our turtle doves on that one. And yeah, love a scalloped potato. Is there is there any chance that we could substitute bacon in there as well? Have you ever tried that? I've never tried that. No. Mm. And usually for my scalloped potato, it's the potato as the casserole and then ham as the main dish. So oh, it's I not, see what you mean. It's, it's not, not even inside. Included. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That would be good. Scalloped mm. potatoes with bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could do, and and this would be pleasingly lowbrow as well. But you, but you could make a like a baked potato, scalloped potato casserole. So like ah, cream cheese, cheddar, okay, bacon. I like it, like a loaded potato, scalloped loaded potato. potato, scalloped potato gratin. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> We're expecting that at Friendsgiving, yeah. everyone. <laughs> okay, everybody, do it. Love it. Kelly, what you got? We're, we're getting to the, top, the, the casserole Mount Everest. It's we are. A, it's a squishy journey if you're stepping through the casserole. Here all we out go. Of Collingswood Senior Community <laughs> Center. But, but it's tasty. I blame it on the green beans. <laughs> all right, coming up next, number two, um, tamale casserole. Oh. Have you oh, ever had that before? I've had tamales. Okay. So Tell t- me more. Tamale casserole is, for the most part, a corn muffin base. Okay. And then enchilada sauce or some kind of hot sauce. Yep. And then a pulled chicken and then cheese on top. Oh, wow. It's so good. Lovely. Uh-huh. And um, it's really great because it has the sweetness of corn. Mm-hmm. I add creamed corn to my um, corn muffin base. Okay. It has the... Um, the spicy but also somewhat smoked element of the yeah. enchilada sauce, right. um, the sustenance of the chicken, mm-hmm. and then, in my humble opinion, no casserole is good unless it has some kind of cheese Gotta that's crispy cheese. on the top. Yep. So, yeah, so good. And um, I love it because it has multi-layers, mm-hmm. so every bite needs a little bit of all the different flavors. Right. And it's the kind of casserole that's good several days later. Mm. And it seems to, like a fine wine, um, get better with age. Okay. After a couple of days in the fridge, it's not worse for the wear. It just tastes better. Right. So there you huh. go. Tamale casserole. Mm-hmm. Wow. It, I have an older sister who lived in Paris for a number of years, mm. and she insists on not using the refrigerator at different times. So okay. The she's like, leave it out. It, yeah. It, don't leave it out too long. But like right. Letting it kind of settle. Got it. In room temperature mm-hmm. is is part of the part of the glory of the dish. How how dense is your bottom layer with with the corn? Sure. Um, because that if that's a variable with tamales, like like, like the corn outside, uh-huh. is it maize or the uh huh maize yeah. uh huh right. exactly. Um, so it's probably thinner than a typical cornbread, but okay. it is the thickest layer within the casserole. Gotcha. Yeah, 
Um, and I, so a, a cornbread mix that I swear by mm-hmm. is a little su- on the sweeter side. Okay. So I just love that difference between the sweet and the smoky. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's great. The recipe I use calls for a rotisserie chicken. So it is mm-hmm. literally the easiest meal possible. Oh, nice. Make. Yeah. Yep. And huh. as a person who has eaten tamales in real life in Mexico, it actually tastes like the real thing. Love it. So, oh, yeah. Man. Also a vehicle for hot sauce. Oh, great. There you go. It comes with hot sauce, and I'm sure you would add more. <laughs> <laughs> we right, right now we have German exchange students from high school staying at our house mm. with, with, our, with Mike, our high schooler. And last night we had a ghost pepper sauce challenge. Nice. And I, I, I told the Germans, ghost pepper is not that spicy. Uh-oh. Here, let's put it on a cracker or two. How'd it go? (laughs) It was great for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're sorry, German students. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. You know, we're mostly nice to him, so it's fine. There you go. Yeah, but there are some really nice, smoky, tasty ghost pepper-derived sauces that Mm. would go really well on... With a tamale casserole. With with a tamale casserole. There you go. Okay, number one. Number one. Kelly, let me me think for just a second here. Sure. Is it Italian? It is not. Okay. No. Is it Swedish? It is not. What about Finnish? I don't think so. I don't think so. Is it it Dutch? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Okay. I'm I'm getting colder. (laughs) Okay. You you tell me. Is it from Ikea? I don't think so. Okay. No, it's not from Ikea. No. No. Um, it's tater tot casserole. Oh, yeah. okay. Which our friends in the Midwest call hot dish. Um, and it is my favorite. <laughs> Midwestern dialects are great. It, they are. They are. It's, what should we call this hot dish? Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> Let's call it a hot dish. It's a, it. It's a casserole and a pickup line all in one. <laughs> <laughs> Speed dating rules yes. when you have a hot dish. Do you want to go on a hot dish? <laughs> I mean, are you a hot dish? Right. Do you want some hot dish? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it totally works. Yep. I love tater tot casserole. Tell, describe it. Sure. I can see it going in a couple different directions. Mm-hmm. So the one in the Dalrymple household includes um, a cream of chicken soup mm-hmm. and um, either ground turkey or ground beef, okay. um, corn, and um, a tomato base as well. So that's like- I would not have pictured it that way. mm -hmm. Keep going. It's creamy on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then you layer a layer of shredded cheese and then the tater tots on top of that. Okay. And then to add the piece de resistance, Uh cheese on the top of that. Huh. And there's beautiful satisfaction of lining those tater tots up perfectly. So they fit (laughs) in the casserole dish. Yep. And they cook, and I usually leave my tater tot casserole. It calls for a certain amount of time, and then I leave it in 10 minutes after that. I turn the oven off and mm-hmm. let it be because they get super crispy. Oh. And then you add the cheese on top of that, right, and right. it just melts a little bit. Huh. And there's a satisfying crunch with every spoonful. Love it. And it's the best kind of dish to make if you're inviting teenagers over. Right. Or grown men in their 40s who don't like to eat vegetables. We won't name any, but... <laughs> There's one who lives in my house. I'm getting nervous. <laughs> um, yeah, Potatoes are vegetable, though. Come on. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. What are you going to do? Of course. <laughs> it's covered in vegetables. But, Why yeah. am I so defensive right now? I don't know. <laughs> I just love love a good tater tot casserole. Huh. Mm-hmm. So, so I, why the 
why the cream of cream of was a cream of mushroom? Shout out Campbell's. Uh, Yay Campbell's. What, was it cream of mushroom? You said or cream of chicken. Cream of chicken. Mm-hmm. Okay. What what does that like cream of chicken soup? Uh-huh. Huh. So it adds creaminess. It keeps density. Mm-hmm. It also and this is somewhat of a science lesson. It doesn't dry out, but it also doesn't because it's a cream of chicken soup or mm-hmm. like a soup in general. Yeah. It has a gelatin in it, so it's not going to seep into the tater tots. Oh. Yeah. If there's too much liquid or too much um, seepage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that word, seepage. If there's too much seepage. You don't want your hot dish to have seepage. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> On many levels. Um, get the tater tots wouldn't get crispy. Right. So those cream of soups keep everything enjoyably delicious, but not too too wet, too yeah. moisturous. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we do like to keep it crispy on this podcast. Yes. So the, one of the things that, that struck me at Jersey Diners when I moved over here mm-hmm. is over and over again, you'll have people who get the hash browns, but they'll say, well done. Yeah. Which I, I was not familiar with in any other part of the country uh-huh. that, that I've lived. So there's something about potato plus crispy. Yes. That's elementally good. Absolutely. Agree completely. Okay. Yep. Love that tater tot casserole. Huh. Kelly, do you have any previews? Well, one way or another, do you have any teasers about what if Dalrymple's will be bringing a casserole to the Friendsgiving? Or is that up in the air right now? It's currently up in the air. Okay. Um, So Turtle does let us know. If you heard a casserole that you would love to try, let me know and I can bring it. Okay. Um, They're easy to make. If Uh you desire any recipes as well, let Mm -hmm. me know. I can pass those along. Um, I will say this really quickly about casseroles. Um, They're great for sharing and caring in the Hmm. sense of... Um, when new babies are born in our church, yeah. when individuals are in need of a meal, right. you can bank on a Dalrymple casserole. Mm. Um, they're great, too, because they last for a while. Yeah. And um, there's so many variations on a theme. Right. They can be shared easily. They're consoling. They're mm-hmm. comforting. They're easy to make. And for me, when I serve one, I feel like the grandmother in the Norman Rockwell painting for right. Thanksgiving. Those, oh, I love it. All those, the Freedom of Paintings by Norman Rockwell, who, mm-hmm. shout out, is my favorite artist. Oh, yeah. Um, she has this picture of pride and promise on her face. The pride of, I've created something that my family will love. Huh. And the promise of, here's something that I know will feed and care for you. And in many ways, a casserole is that for me. So, wow. Yeah. That, that's awesome, Kelly. Thank you for saying. What was the title of that paint, Rockwell painting again, did you say? Um, I think it's The Freedom from Want. So he did a series oh, I remember. Of, uh, uh-huh. I remember the series. I can't picture that particular painting. Mm-hmm. So okay. there's a family all gathered around. They're <laughs> leaning in towards a, what is a grandmother who's leaning in with a grandfather as well. Mm-hmm. She has this lovely-looking turkey, right. and she's placing it on the table, and she has the view of... The promise of, I can't wait to serve this to you, and the pride of, I've spent all day cooking, but yeah. you're going to love it. Yeah. Oh, wow. That, that is awesome. So sharing and caring, and I might add, because sermons often go in three parts, mm-hmm. the, what, what do you think about sharing, caring, and competition? Oh, I love it. So, yes. So the over-under chances on, for, like, what if, what if there'd be a little, you know competition at Friendsgiving for like best yes, please. best casserole. Okay. I would think that would be fantastic. I know that there's a lot of Liberty Church Collingswood Great British Baking show yeah. enthusiasts right. and maybe we're not baking but we're casseroling and yeah. You just have to figure out who the judge is. It's on. Oh, I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Turtle does. If you saw Jim's face, you would know who the judge was. <laughs> 
TBD. <laughs> Let's call it. And I'm I'm actively fighting the urge to title this episode. This is how we casserole. Oh, I love it. You know, I love a good pun. <laughs> <laughs> You're so punny. <laughs> oh man, this is awesome, Kelly. Thank you. Thank I'm hungry. You. Looking forward to Thanksgiving. Game on, everybody. And let's go have some casseroles. Any last words, Kelly? Keep it rolling. Ta-ta, turtle doves. Wow. That was definitely a top five episode of Five Golden Things, The Liberty Lists. And remember, kids, schadenfreude ain't just a river in Egypt. Wade in the water a little deeper anytime at libertycollingswood.org and find us at the usual socials. Make us a top five follow, and you'll always be our number one. Toodlepip. Uh, and parents get annoyed when there's under-communication, but then they don't read the communication. Right, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. People are the worst. <laughs>